Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Brainwaves. Hear the world differently. Bringing community mental health to you, raising awareness and challenging stigma. Tune in to 3CR Community Radio, Wednesdays at 5pm. Melbourne's Drive Time Radio Program, featuring community organisations, powerful stories and information. Find us at brainwaves.org.au. Proudly sponsored by Wellways Australia. Hello and welcome to Brainwaves on 3CR. You're listening in on 8.55am, 3CR Digital Radio and 3cr.org.au online. My name's Lauren and today in the studio we have Brainwaves volunteer Rebecca who is coming back after a little bit of a long time off um, and she's going to talk about a little bit what she's been up to, what's sort of gone down and uh, how it's sort of impacted her mental health as well. So thanks Rebecca, it's so lovely to have you back on the show after five months away. Yeah, it's been kind of crazy. I've missed it so much, honestly. Like it's been such a change. Um, So yeah, I don't think we ever talked about like why I left or... No, what, where have you been since you're on Brainwaves last in sort of February, I guess? Just around. um, (laughs) Uh, I ended up having ankle surgery. So I never ever mentioned it before, but I actually got an injury while I was working last year in September and that was, oh, that was just honestly insane. Um, I ended up rolling my ankle and then from that series of events happened and ultimately I was diagnosed with an unstable ankle. Um, So I had to have a ligament reconstruction and an ankle arthroscopy, which would remove like bone fragments and just any damage that was on my ankle. Mm. So it was pretty rough. Like I had to have about six weeks no walking and I ended up like staying in hospital for three weeks. Yeah. Um, So you first got injured in September. Do you want to talk a little bit about sort of what happened and so what sort of led to you having to get surgery then in, what was it, March? Yeah. Yeah. So I honestly was just ready to start work, went to go in my locker room and then next thing I know is my ankle just rolled and yeah. there was like a large click and like any time you hear, you hear like a sound that you shouldn't hear, like, yeah. like freaks out. It's scary. I felt like I did something so bad. Um, And then from that, I went to the doctor and got an x-ray and they said that it was fine, that nothing really was wrong, that it would heal in a couple of weeks. And then it was, I went back to my normal duties at work. I was in a moon boot for about two weeks and then was the first week of October, I believe, I decided to do an eight-hour shift because my manager asked and I thought, why not? I need the money. <laughs> I, like I'm, I'm a uni student. Like I need to be able to afford to live. Mm. And I did that shift. I was in a lot of pain, more pain than I thought like mm. I should have been. And then the next day when I went to go back to work, I ended up was walking through an alleyway along to the train station where my ankle just completely gave way from just walking and 
from that it was so hard and it was difficult because I was just in pain since and I like I've been in constant pain since the first injury Mm. in September so the second incident was kind of made things worse yeah um so I think I had about a couple months off work like I I physically (laughs) couldn't walk like I was struggling so much um and that was just like that just changed my life completely because like as before like I'd be on the show like every single week I had to stop coming in here less and less. I had to cancel like my gym membership. I couldn't work mm. like I normally could work like up to like 20, 30 hours a week. Yeah. Um, and even like my uni grades suffered mm. and I couldn't like do assignments and everything. Like it was just such like an overwhelming experience. And then kind of it was leading up to like I was there was a long time where we couldn't really do anything like I do physio to kind of get better but nothing really was working and they said look you're gonna you're gonna need surgery like you need to get this ankle fixed because otherwise like you'll always have this problem yeah um and I because it was like a work injury like it obviously went through work cover Mm. so I was very lucky and very grateful that I kind of got my health care need that I needed Mm. um, because like in the public system, like I'm on a waiting list and only today, like I got a a text message back from um, the public hospital and they're just like, hey, we've got a spot for you to have surgery. Whereas (laughs) I had surgery like five months ago. Yeah. So I think like like it's just been a lot of waiting and a lot of time consuming, but now that I've had the surgery, I had an amazing surgeon. Like he did such a good job. Mm. Had a am- like have had amazing care, um, and now kind of it's the recovery aspect of the injury, and that can take up to twelve months. Mm. It's only being five months, and like I'm still struggling, and it's yeah, like struggling more than ever. I think like it, like I think once you go through like major surgery, like your life just changes. Mm. how you feel about things, people, like how you go about your daily life just changes and that's really what it's done. Yeah, so have you found that sort of transition coming back to, I guess, everyday life or returning to normalness, normalness, I guess, I think that's a word. Um, have you found that, like, difficult in a way since surgery? Yeah, yeah, mm. 100%. Um, so before surgery, like, I like to think, like, my mental health was okay like yeah. like obviously still struggle because of yeah <laughs> who doesn't struggle um but like I believe that like I was on the right track mm. and then kind of when the injury happened it just turned everything upside down like my daily routines like I couldn't do it I struggled to like stand up at work like all these little things even taking out the trash was such like a complication and checking the mail going to the post office Mm. like it just like I couldn't do the things I normally did and then once I had the surgery like I kind of knew from the advice of like the surgeons and doctors that they said that they can't guarantee that the pain will go away Mm. but they can make the ankle stable which is like a good thing yeah 
Um, and since having the surgery, the ankle has become stable, but the pain has still, like, is still there and it's still affecting me and it's affecting me how I normally do things now because, like, I can't really be on the show that much because I can't come in. Mm. I have to take an Uber absolutely everywhere because I can't walk for more than five minutes. Like, yeah. we even went to the city, yeah. like, two weeks ago and had dinner and that walked for, like, what, five minutes? And then Not even, yeah. the whole night I was just like in so much pain and Mm. that whole weekend like I was just completely messed up yeah and it's like the the small things I used to do like being able to go out for a walk or being able to go to the gym or being able to stand up on my feet like it's really changed like my daily routine because now it kind of makes you not want to get out of bed and not want to do things and not want to see people and it really affects like your your like how irritable you are. Like I find when you're in pain, like I I could just be sitting next to like my best friend just having conversation and then they say something that like isn't even close to irritating and then like I just snap. Like it's so easy and it's so difficult as well because it's like you're going through such a change and it's like how – how do you explain that to everyone else? Yeah, I guess you sort of um, take for granted your like in- independence and freedom a little bit. Oh, yeah, bit. 100%. Yeah. Like you don't realise how important like your body is and how much you rely on certain things until yeah. like it's missing. And I suppose when you lose like that one aspect of your physical personality, not personality, but, you know, like sort of that physical being able to do things and not having to rely on people, then your mental health sort of starts to go as well because you you find yourself having to ask people for small little things where, you know, you should want to feel like you can do stuff on your own, but it's so difficult. Yeah, and that was one of the things that, like, I was super worried about going into surgery mm. because, like, I'm from far north Queensland, so all my family's up there, so I'm down here by myself. So I kind of had to do it all alone and then... At the time, like, I did have people in my life, Mm. but it wasn't very (laughs) healthy. Yeah. There was, like, a lot of drama even when I was in hospital. And, like, people people like to say that I'll be there for you, like, I'll support you. Mm. But when that time comes, like, you don't realise that, like, if they'll follow through until that time comes. And that's what I found. Like, I found there was, like, a lot of empty promises. There was a lot of, like, I'll support you, like, I'm here for you. But then when the time came, like, no one really was there. And I felt alone and I felt so upset and it just, like, changed. And I think my relationships were affected. Like, my mental health was so bad. Mm. Like, like it's just so difficult to explain because I think, especially now, like, five months later after surgery, there's, like, an expectation that you're – you're like you're all good like you're all better Mm. like everything's sorted but it's not that way and I found I'd I'd get really upset with people because when I'd say I'd be in pain they'd just say have you taken a (laughs) painkiller oh what are you doing oh have you tried this have you tried that it's like I physically have tried everything like I don't need your input what I need is like your support and I need to feel that love because I think especially when you're going through a really rough time, you feel like you're alone and that's how I felt. Like I felt so alone and so upset yeah. that I didn't know what to do. Like I spent like three weeks in hospital and though 
sometimes that I'd have a few visitors like at the end of the day like I just didn't feel how I used to feel because yeah you're like when you're injured like you're kind of isolated from everyone like you don't go out like you don't do anything and I think that really affected me because I wasn't socializing with people Mm. and whether that was like strangers at the strangers on the street or like people at work like I couldn't socialize like I couldn't do anything I was in in a hospital bed and like in a way I still kind of am like I'm stuck at home the only kind of interaction I have is professionals and medical appointments and all that. So did you find that the way people treated you changed or like sort of giving you unsolicited advice as well like like you said with the like oh if you try and taking painkillers like I feel like that's such unhelpful and like useless way to treat somebody who's clearly going through something very very major with their body like that's such a yeah horrible thing to say yeah honestly I think people were walking on eggshells around me I still Mm. think they do sometimes um I think the way that I interact with people now like like in comparison to last year is so different um I found it really hard to be nice and be empathetic and compassionate like I usually am to people especially when they'd say stupid stuff like had this one one friend in particular we were talking and because I was on so many different medications like mm-hmm. I, I had to have blood thinning injections like all this stuff so they just said to me like oh have you taken your medication have you done this have you done that I'm like obviously I have (laughs) I'm still in pain um and they ended up because I think I I said something to them about how unwell I was feeling um and they just said something about how addictive painkillers can be and they just asked me like are you withdrawing from medication (laughs) oh my god like does this mean you're addicted to medication now like like, it's just silly little things yeah. that, like, you don't think about. And I don't know, like, I've like I've lived with people who have chronic pain and, like, are constantly in pain. So, like, I, under- I can understand that aspect. And I can understand, like, how ignorant I've been in the past about chronic pain because, like, you can't ever really put yourself in their shoes like you can't ever really understand what it's like to be in constant pain until you're in pain yourself and yeah like that's really taught me that how people have spoken to me like how much that has affected me so I kind of really like it's it's kind of like opened my eyes about like the whole topic of chronic pain and Mm. even talking about medication like I remember people would say to me like oh I've got a headache I just say well have you taken some painkillers now I know how like unhelpful it is when people do it back to you like it's just ridiculous like you can't ever yeah it's such a stigmatized thing I think medication as well like yeah yeah. it's like oh you have to rely on medication yeah like what's wrong with you people sort of might have thought differently of you because you just had surgery and obviously you needed to be on certain medications so that things could heal and things could get better and they probably just didn't understand that it's a 
a medical necessity rather than you just being like dependent on them. Yeah, and it's the expectation after surgery as well. Mm. And once you've recovered that you no longer need pain medication and then people can look at you weirdly because it's like, yeah. why are you still taking pain medication? Like you're you're healed, like you're fine, like you look fine. Mm. And that's one of the things I think affected me the most is people were saying that you look fine or you went to a party, you look fine. Like yeah. you look completely okay. Like nothing's wrong with you. Like you're faking it. I'm like, how... <laughs> Like you like you only see like a small portion of people's lives. Yeah. And I think it can be really damaging mm. to that person if you assume these things and it's Yeah. And it's just not right. It's so inappropriate. Yeah, cuz just because you're outside doesn't mean you're not in pain or like just because you left hospital after a certain amount of time doesn't mean that you're fixed fully. Like yeah. it, it takes time for the body to heal itself. Um Yeah. So I guess we mentioned expectations a bit ago. Um, did you have sort of certain expectations going into surgery and did that sort of change as things progressed or like what what do you think your expectations of recovery are now as opposed to five months ago when you were having the surgery? Well, when I first so when I first was researching the surgery, oh, no. I think I remembered you I remembered messaging you a couple of times about it. Um but I would Google what the actual procedure was. That's the worst and I'd thing to watch, do. I'd actually watch videos <laughs> of them physically, like, cutting open and, like, repairing ligaments and all this other stuff. And I'm, like, I don't – I like to think I have a strong stomach, mm. but I don't know. And I think since my injury, anytime someone mentions my ankle, anytime – I think about rolling my ankle. I have a visual of what actually happened to me. Mm. So, like, obviously having that visual and going to watch videos of what they'll actually do to you is, like, comp- yeah. like, you, like you shouldn't do it. And that really stressed me out and turned me off it because, like, every night I was watching and I'm like, oh, no. I've got to prepare myself, I've got to prepare myself. But nothing can prepare you for it, honestly. Yeah. Like, I didn't. Like, oh, like it's it's so hard to explain. Yeah. I tried to psych myself, like, out of it so many times. And every night, like, I would just cry myself to sleep saying, this is what they're going to do to my ankle. I'd send videos to my mum. This is what they're doing to me. This is what they're going to do. Mm. And um, it's – I had the expectation that – already had the expectation of, obviously, it's a major surgery. It's going to be – really graphic and gory like from what I've seen in videos but then I had the expectation after surgery that obviously I couldn't walk for six weeks so like knew that when I finally was able to start walking when my surgeon said I could I physically couldn't walk I honestly freaked out Mm. because I honestly could not put any weight on it whatsoever I called my mum multiple times crying, like just hysterically crying because I thought I was never going to walk again. Mm. Like it was so bad. Like like, no one told me what that would be like. Um, No one told told me small things like in the hospital that how, and this might be TMI, but like how after, like how backed up you can get with 
pain medication Mm. and it got to the point where I couldn't like I couldn't go to the bathroom like I couldn't even get out of bed like I was so physically ill you were a a full risk as well didn't they make you like yeah yeah (laughs) literally a full risk like a sign on your door you're like can't leave the room this person is full risk you'd think that you're like some elderly old man that's like broken their hip or something I felt like that honestly (laughs) as soon as soon as I went back into like my ward after the surgery they were just like okay you can't get up to go to the bathroom I'm like what Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you can't get up. Like, can't I have like a wheelchair or crutches? They're like, no, you can't get out of bed. So they're like, if you want, if you want to like use the bathroom, we've got a bedpan for you. And <laughs> oh, no. that didn't work out. Um, and instead they ended up making things worse. So they ended up giving me some medication that would make me like, obviously TMI, urinate. Mm. And it got so bad, I couldn't. And they got they got a special machine, right, to t- like see how much you've got in your bladder. It was full, like it was completely full. Like they couldn't do anything. They didn't know what to do. I couldn't get out of bed. Mm. I was just sitting there, thinking, like, what the heck have I got myself into? Like, no one told me that I couldn't do this. Mm. And ended up working out in the like in the end, the nurse had to get a wheelchair and then I had to like hop on one leg it was ridiculous but like small things like you can't do this you can't go to the bathroom like I couldn't even stand in the shower like I had to sit down so many times well Mm. pretty much all of the time yeah then you kind of like feel like you lose your dignity and then afterwards it's the expectation that okay physio you'll have physio for like six months Mm. and you'll be fine like yeah when you start walking, everything will be fine. But then it, you hit complications like I did and, like, end up with neuropathic pain. Yeah. Which my pain specialist likes to call Harry Potter scar syndrome. That's that's a great name for It a really is. It makes me feel, like, a little bit cool. It's like a, a warrior sort of status almost. Like yeah. Yeah. And from that, kind of leading up to now, like, I still have – like, I don't really have any more – expectations of what's going to happen because my recovery has been so delayed Mm. with everything so I just think it's better to kind of take it a day by day because if I don't like I don't know how I'll get through it yeah sort of stop placing uneven or like too much pressure on yourself to sort of be at a certain point on a certain day just sort of take it day by day do you reckon yeah yeah Yeah. because otherwise like it mentally it just makes you so exhausted like it just like it it's way too painful to kind of take it like week by week or month by month and try and plan things because like I've realized I can't plan things like I don't know Mm. when my ankle will get better like I don't know when I'll be back to normal I don't know if I'll ever be back to normal but if I take it month by month it's only going to make me worse because when that month passes if I've got all these expectations and they don't come through like I'm the one who's going to be disappointed yeah so what do you reckon was the most difficult part of the experience for you mentally I think just like losing their ability to do things I used to do Mm -hmm. um I think that really affected my confidence and how secure I used to feel And, like, obviously I had problems before and things were difficult, but 
I could get through them and I, and I know like no matter how hard things got, like I could get through it and kind of when the injury happened and even now, like it's hard, like it's hard to see that positive aspect and it made me go into like probably like the darkest place that I've been in my life like yeah and like I've been through some really bad stuff yeah and like it, it it's hard to explain because I don't think words can really describe like how mentally difficult it was because you go from socializing like all the time to seeing people at work to going to the gym and to basically doing nothing and sitting in your room and just being in pain and mm. it's just like I'd cry every single day like multiple times a day just being upset and sad yeah. because I like I lost like I lost my life like I couldn't do things I loved anymore yeah. I felt so isolated from friends and it was kind of when you spend so much time alone you get so used to being alone mm. that when you find yourself in company with other people like it's so hard and it's difficult yeah um and i think now even being out and socializing with people is still like is super difficult for me mm. like i just like i just physically don't think i can really do it anymore yeah. without yeah getting to the point where I'm actually going to have a panic attack. Like, it's so bad. Yeah. And it's, like, it's hard because it's affected my relationships with people, my friendships, like, pretty much my whole support system I don't have anymore. Yeah. And it's just been really hard mentally over the past couple of months because it's, like, why? Like, why... Like, how do you get through this? And no one ever really tells you, like, how to get through this. Yeah. And I know I, like, days can be really hard. Mm. Like, I do still really struggle with it. But with anything, when things get dark, <laughs> turn to therapy. <laughs> yeah. I guess there's always, it's such a cliche, but it always it, gets better. Yeah. 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 And that's the thing everyone has told me. And everyone says, and I, like, I hate I it. absolutely it's, hate it. It gets like, better. Like, yeah, it'll get better. I'm like, I, like, I don't, it can't, like, it'll get better. Yeah. How long? 12 months? A year? Like, yeah. 12 months, two years, five years? Like, I need, like, I need a timeline. Like, I need to plan my life out. Yeah. And I think not planning my life out and not having that accessibility to those things has, like, yeah. changed my life. Like, I'm completely different to who I was like last year and I kind of miss that person like I miss who I used to be but at the same time like I know what I've gone through and what I'm going through like will only make me stronger yeah although can't lie it's been hell yeah yeah well I'm glad you're sort of starting to pick up again and sort of I know now you're back at uni and like you're oh, trying to yeah. trying to connect with people more and I think that's a really good place to start is sort of focus on yeah. yourself inwards and try and heal from the inside I think is, yeah. is really important yeah best thing about being alone is you can do whatever you want so lots of self-help books lots of movies yeah I think just taking it day by day is probably the best thing that you can be doing that's all I think honestly that's all you can really do when you're going through a rough time it's yeah like I guess we always want to 
plan our lives and do this and that. But when, like, it it's hard because if you plan a week, a month, like, plans change all the time. Yeah. And if you're like me, you hate change. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you so much, Rebecca, for coming on the show um, and sharing a little bit more about your experience and um, we hope to see you around sometime soon in the future and all the best for your recovery yeah however long it'll be yeah so thank you so much um you've been listening to brainwaves on 3cr we've been talking to rebecca about her experience of going through surgery and recovery um we'll be back next wednesday at 5 p.m in the meantime you can look for more episodes of our show on our website brainwaves.org.au and on the 3cr website as well as on itunes uh stay tuned for renegade economists right after this You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.